When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting the Colts have given all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. It's not like they're looking to just unload him, and I don't think that they would trade him just to trade him. I was trying to piece together teams that have cap space and a lot of picks, and I don't know why the Bears came up in my mind. I think the irony here is so spectacular that the Colts have just spent half a year telling Jonathan Taylor he's not worth the money. Well, it is 4.01 Eastern Time, and there is no trade involving the Colts' Jonathan Taylor. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. We are presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. Triple H, say ESPN, the number if you want to jump in with us. We're asking people, when did you realize that playing professional sports wasn't an option for you? It is cut-down day in the NFL. All 32 teams are at 53 Myron, but the big news, this self-imposed deadline that the Colts put on themselves to get a trade done with Jonathan Taylor has passed. He is still on the Indianapolis Colts with no trade materializing today. Taylor is now expected to remain on the pup list, making him ineligible to play in the first four games of the year. So Jonathan Taylor, uh, fantasy nerds, is expected to miss games against the Jaguars, the Texans, the Ravens and the Rams. The next opportunity to deal him could be before the deadline on October 31st. If no deal by then, they could try to tr- tag him and trade him again. But Shefty reporting, Myron, there is no end of the drama currently in sight between the Colts and their all-pro running back. It's a mess. You know, I think the first thing you got to think about is what does their young quarterback think of all this drama? I mean, him being on the pub list and missing the first four games uh, isn't a good thing for a young quarterback who I think would benefit, obviously, if Jonathan Taylor were available. Um, But it's just another storyline that I'm not sure how you overcome uh, as a franchise because I don't know how you heal that relationship if, in fact, you can't figure out a trade. It also says a lot about the running back position. We had Saquon Barkley who went to the Giants and said, listen, I want you to give me a ton of money or else, you know what, I'm going to hold out in training camp. Right. Hold out didn't last very long, right, as no. a result. I mean, um, actually, I think he was there before training he camp was there. even started. Yeah. They gave him a couple hundred grand, and he was like, done. That was I'm it. In. That was it. Yeah. He, right. he threatened it didn't happen. You got Jonathan Taylor uh, making demands here. And the Colts said, okay, let's see what the market is for you. Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the league, doesn't appear that there's this strong market that he may have anticipated that would be out there for him. Just We're watching the running back position change in real time, and it's got to be scary for anybody who's an elite player at that position in the, in the NFL. Yeah, I wonder what the offers for Taylor looked like because uh, as of last week, there were six teams, right, Myron, involved. Yep. As of yesterday, I saw reports two teams were still having conversations, but we all knew the Colts weren't going to do this for anything shy of a first-round pick or equal value they weren't trading jonathan taylor for a five no and i feel like that's what the offers were you know teams trying to grab jonathan taylor for 50 cents on the dollar which and i don't blame them right i mean i don't think there is any running back 
in the NFL today that you'd give up a first round pick for right now, just because it's the most replaceable position, I think, in the league. And you can find value with lesser talent, you know, like the gap between the best running back in the NFL and an average running back is small compared to the other position. So right. I just think it says a lot that there wasn't just a bunch of teams saying, give me Jonathan Taylor. Cause I don't think today NFL teams put their Super Bowl aspirations and hopes yeah. on running backs anymore. You know, I think it's time for Jonathan Taylor, Myron, that he put his ego in all of this aside. Um, do I think that Jim Ursay was a jerk? I do. Okay. Do I think fun. that, do I think that he treated him poorly and that the public comments, the tweets, all of that was just brutal? But I think Jonathan Taylor's got to look at his own career mortality and say, I don't want to be Le'Veon Bell 2.0 here. Yeah. I got to get on the field. They are offering me, you know, some money to yeah. play this year. It might not be ultimately what I want. I want a contract extension, but I'm going into the last year of my rookie deal. And I'm going to take that, and I'm going to try to prove to them that I'm a great player and somebody that they need. You know, I, if I was him, I think that's really – I don't understand what other course of action Jonathan Taylor could really have at this point. Yeah, I think with Le'Veon Bell, though, you know, you had Mike Tomlin and others who were saying, hey, we hope it works out. You know, saying good things. It's different when the owner is basically saying you're unnecessary. You know, you're insignificant and kind of – making things public that way, which is why you, you don't want owners talking as much as Jim Irsay and Jerry Jones are because it creates these challenges. So it is ego. I'm with you when it comes to, listen, you got to understand where you're at and you're probably not going to get this mega deal that you want. But it's also every player should have the expectation that their owner is not going to say ridiculous things about them in the public. So right. there's that element too. I think Irsay has a responsibility to come out and say, listen, I messed up there. I yeah. could have gone about this a different way. Yeah, and I, I don't know where their relationship is. I don't know if they could even get back on speaking terms, but I do know that if I'm Anthony Richardson, Myron, I am doing everything I can to try to get Jonathan Taylor in there because yeah. I know people are excited about Shane Steichen's offense and the physical freak that Anthony Richardson is. He is a very blessed, talented athlete. But, man, oh, man, he completed, what, 50% or something of his passes at, yeah, yeah. Up at Florida last year? And now he's going to the NFL. He needs Jonathan Taylor in that offense to help him through what is probably going to be a rookie season full of a lot of tough hits and a lot of losses. Yeah, I think he, he's probably the most inexperienced of the guys who were drafted in the first couple rounds, right? I mean, there was a lot of talk that Will Levis from Kentucky would be picked there. Um, and he's coming in with a lot to prove. Yeah, you would definitely want an all-pro running back next to you helping the rookie along. So I'm certainly sure he's on the phone. But if anything, his first call maybe should be to Jim Irsay. Okay. Say, listen, man, fix this. Put me in the best possible position as a rookie in this league without a lot of experience who has a lot of growing to do. Yeah, it, it's also it's not a good sign. You would think that this would be a negotiation between Jonathan Taylor and Chris Ballard, the general manager, but it's not. No. You know, Ursay has thrust himself right into the middle of this. Um, and that's why I thought teams hired general managers to help yeah. handle situations. They're the general manager. It's their job to handle situations like this. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, 888 say ESPN if you want to jump in with us. 
We're asking you, when did you realize playing in the pros wasn't an option for you? We will get to more of your calls coming up. The Jonathan Taylor deadline has come and gone. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle. Motorcycle, RV, boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. I was impacted. Didn't cross my mind, period, about an impact here regarding Dak. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, you've been in this league eight years, been on this team. It's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. Hey, tell Dak Prescott that, look, we like you, we love you, we think you're good at what you do, but you got somebody who might replace you one day. And if he does, we won't be paying him $50 million a year like we're going to probably have to pay you. Byron, I got to say, this is the most talked about third string quarterback since Tim <laughs> Tebow or something. Yeah. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf. Trey Lance is a member of the Dallas Cowboys, but he's third on the depth chart. And there is still this speculation and conversation around the motivation. You know, is this manipulation to try to push Dak Prescott to get him over the top in the big game and try to force him into playing the best season of his career, fewer interceptions. How much do you think that played into what Jerry Jones was thinking when he decided to pull the trigger on this move? It's it's just sort of hard to know, man, exactly what he was thinking. But it, it does feel like it's more about Dak Prescott than Trey Lance because what do you lose if you're Dallas? If Trey Lance isn't anything, right? You don't you don't lose much. You gave him a fourth round pick, um, but I'm with you, man. It's like suddenly Trey Lance is. It's like we're back in the draft again. It's like Dallas got a guy that we haven't seen play or yeah. something. Like he's yep. a top five pick, and everybody's moving up to get him. It's like no, 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 no. We've seen him. Some really capable uh, guys in this league have seen him, and they thought, you know what? He's not a fit for the 49ers. And I know there are people who are saying. Well, Kyle Shanahan's evaluation is the problem. It's the same Kyle Shanahan who turned Brock Purdy, the last pick in the NFL draft, into a guy who nearly led this team to a Super Bowl. So it's really hard to understand anything that Jerry Jones is thinking, but it puts more pressure on Dak Prescott, and I don't see how that helps anybody, Aaron Goldhammer, with everything that's on the table for that team and for him. Uh, The Cowboys, their opener, that's not on – nobody's going to watch that, right? I mean, it's not on national TV against the – it's it's not (laughs) not Sunday night football against the Giants, is it? That's not their – No, Okay, let's go – let's just say for the sake of argument, Myron, that he comes out and lays a giant stink bomb against New York in that game, okay? Not good. Everybody is going to be talking about this on Monday, and people are going to be saying, how long is the leash? How long is the leash? How long is the leash? I don't know that that's fair to Dak because, really, Cooper Rush, I think, would be playing before Trey Lance would play. We just talked to Mina Kimes about this. Lance isn't even the backup quarterback right now for the Cowboys. He doesn't even know the offense. Yeah. It's odd that no one's mentioned Cooper Rush's name, including Jerry Jones. So, So I do think, in terms of the ceiling, I think Jerry Jones, because he said we don't have to draft a young quarterback next year, you know, if, in fact, we decide to do that in the draft because we've got Trey Lance now. I think this is a guy who's saying, I hope we see the guy that we evaluated in college, and that guy could become a backup, maybe something more. We're going to watch that game on Sunday Night Football. You know that, all of us. Yep. How many times are the cameras going to pan to Trey Lance on the sideline 
to Cooper Rush on the sideline. I mean, it's going to be nonstop. It's How the, many it's times they, they, they go and, to them? And don't blame the media. You know, I can no, just no, hear Cowboy us. fans and Jerry Jones going, now, you know, now everybody, I'm telling you, yeah. Dak Prescott <laughs> is my guy. Yeah. No, you guys signed up for this. You yes. entered into this. You chose this because you wanted us talking about the star and you wanted America even more obsessed with the Cowboys than they already are. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, uh, was on Get Up earlier this morning, and I thought this was interesting because Mike McCarthy, he's the guy that's got to really clean up the mess here now yeah. to a great degree, and apparently he was not involved at all in the decision to trade for Trey Lance. It's ominous because I am the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and this is going to impact the quarterback position. I'm an offensive coach, as you allude to. We fired Kellen Moore, and you're making this move without me. I'm going home at night thinking, like, well, my days are numbered here. The fact that they didn't bring him in and say strategically, does he beat out Will Greer? Is he better than Cooper Rush? When does that happen? I would be, if I'm Mike McCarthy, I would really take exception to that. What does the Lance trade, Myron, to you say about where Jerry Jones is with his head coach? Again, like, if you tell me there's a rule about how general managers – behave in the NFL and there's a book that everyone follows Jerry Jones has his own book so it's like some of this it's like is this just Jerry Jones or does it mean more than that I will say it doesn't help because if you're Mike McCarthy you got to be thinking man at a minimum you got to tell me and my offensive coordinator what's going on so we can kind of prepare for that I mean did they find out in a Christine Lisi Sports Center update they might have. on ESPN Radio. They they might have, and it also puts you in a bad spot if you're yeah. with Dak because if you're Dak now, Aaron, you're going okay. Who knew what and when? Yeah. Like when did this evaluation and conversation start, and why wasn't I notified? I just don't know why Dallas of all teams sure. would want more storylines, yeah. more potential drama. Oh, I know. And, and more of the interviews with Dak, because I tell you what, that first interview on Sunday Night Football is going to be, hey, Dak, right. it's been a turbulent offseason. Yep. Trey Lance is right there. What do you think? He's yeah. not going to be able to escape that. Yeah, I mean, listen, the John Williams music is going to come. It is shun, yes. dun, da, da, dun, exactly. Da. And Chris Collinsworth's going to go sliding into the screen. And all in. of a sudden, you know, this is going to be the storyline. It's going to be the big storyline <laughs> headed into the game, whether they like it or not. And I think Jerry loves that. But mm-hmm. I thought, Myron, that he now had taken a step back and said, hey, look, yeah. I know I'm too medley. We haven't won anything. We haven't been to a conference championship game since the mid-'90s. And really, since I ran Jimmy Johnson out of town, yeah. uh, the team has not been the same. Uh, it, to say that they're America's team or whatever, yeah, they have a lot of fanfare and a lot of buzz, whatever that means. We lead the league in that, but we don't lead the league in many offensive or defensive categories. I've got to put my ego aside and let the football people do their jobs. And I'm just going to sit back and watch and hope that at some point before I die, the Cowboys will win another Super Bowl. And it feels like now this Trey Lance trade, it kind of maybe signals to me, Myron, the end of that Jerry Jones, which actually helped the Cowboys build to get to this point where they are now perennial playoff contenders at the very least. Yeah. I think it's the extension of the guy who's been a big part of the reason they haven't won anything in 25 years, right? I mean, he's been making all the decisions based on how he feels. The Jerry Jones gut check is kind of how they've been driven as an organization. Yeah. And that's been problematic. And and we all know that. But I think moves like this, 
if you're a Dak, it almost feels like sneaky to you, I would think, a little bit. Yeah. And it's going to yeah. be hard to build trust. And I don't know how, you know, it's one of those things where a really good team can be thrown off with things like that. Like, those are the things where we see those 30 for 30s in the future, Aaron. Yep. And it's like, wait a minute, that team kind of started looking weird late in the season. And then you find out there was drama in the locker room. Sure. This could be that, and it just doesn't have to happen. And it, they kind of signed up for it is what we're seeing. Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer, Myron Metcalf were presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. What has to happen, Myron, in your mind for Trey Lance to see the field, to take a snap in an NFL game? Just injuries, or is there a way he works himself into the fold? I am so on the other side of the Trey Lance is going to get into a game conversation. I'll tell you this. Let's say something happens and you don't want anything to happen to Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush. You know, you would never wish that on anyone. But if something does happen and all of a sudden Trey Lance is right there, I'm willing to bet that the Cowboys would go out and get another quarterback who they might be willing to start over Trey Lance in that scenario. Because I don't think he has proven yet that he can play in the NFL. This man couldn't beat Sam Darnold, okay? Brock Purdy played great last year. He was still the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft. In terms of ceilings, Trey Lance is above both of those guys. But for some reason, Kyle Shanahan, that a lot of people trust in this league, said he's not for us. In a system that I think is easier for a quarterback to manage, Aaron, than the one he's going to deal with in Dallas. We got to find out if Trey Lance can play football at that level yet before we get into any conversations about him seeing the field. And I don't know how he fits with what Mike McCarthy tends to do on offense either. I mean, we had Mina Kimes on the show about an hour ago, and Mina was saying, and I agree, like to try to compare the playing styles of Dak Prescott and Trey Lance, those are two very different (laughs) quarterbacks. Everybody assumes that Dak is a runner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, no. he is not a mobile quarterback. <laughs> he is not going to lead now, you know, scamper for the occasional first yeah. down. Okay, we can have a conversation about that. Yeah. But There's, Dak is a Dak yeah. is a drop back guy. Dak, yeah. Dak is not the guy that's going to be going full on Trey Lance trying to yeah. make plays all over the field by running around. Yeah, Aaron, you trust Mike McCarthy to mold Trey Lance? Uh, no. I don't. Yeah. I don't. That's a problem. Uh, and I, I would trust Kyle Shanahan to mold him, except for Kyle Shanahan <laughs> exactly. says he didn't want him. He didn't want to mold him anymore. Maybe he so, couldn't. You know, he he was a questionable pick to begin with, and now all that's happened since he was drafted is coaches don't think very highly of him, and he's gone through a broken ankle. Yes. So, uh, you know, to to say that it's sort of he is a top three draft pick. I can't dispute the fact of that, mm-hmm. but. This kind of is like acquiring an extra quarterback to throw yeah. on the bottom of the roster, yeah. right? As much as it is, you know, hey, we're threatening Dak. And yeah. it just, he couldn't threaten Sam Darnold, everybody. Okay? Right, right. So, so that's a media narrative that yeah. the Cowboys had to know was going to be coming out of their decision to make the trade. And they did give up a fourth-round pick, which isn't nothing. So yeah. Up next, Michigan's Jim Harbaugh back student-athlete revenue sharing. We'll talk more about what's going on there after we get this from Myron and our friends at Indeed. 
I'm ready for this one. If you need to hire fast and hire right, you need Indeed, the number one source for hires in the U.S., according to Talentness. Sponsor a job and Indeed will have you attract, interview, and hire candidates fast. With Instant Match, you'll instantly receive a short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can easily schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Canty and Carlin, the podcast, the traditions. There's no team I love more than this team. We got a national championship to chase. The rivalries. This is college football as good as it gets. The drama. Launching downfield. All the way to the end zone. The greatest story ever played. College football lives here. ESPN Radio. Well, Myron, we know Jim Harbaugh wants to coach players who get paid. I just thought he wanted to do it in the NFL. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf, Kentucky coach John Calipari, scheduled to join us about 10 minutes from now here on ESPN Radio, so make sure you don't miss that. But, Myron, a different college coach making news today. You know it's wild when a big-name coach starts a press conference going on a six-minute rant. Byron, yeah. 
Harbaugh was not asked a question. He yeah. just grabbed the microphone and off he went on how players need to start getting a cut, revenue sharing of the big TV deals. Yeah, I think that's the way you make people forget that you're suspended for the first three games of the season due to an NCAA scandal. So smart man, <laughs> honestly. That, that is a, a, a PR, that's PR perfection, I think, if you're Harbaugh. Uh, listen, here's what Jim Harbaugh had to say, in addition to just diverting attention. Here's what Jim Harbaugh had to say about players and revenue sharing. Take a listen. I continue to advocate for that today. A system of revenue sharing with the students at student athletes. I'm aware and understand that when someone speaks out in defense of those without a voice, attempts are made to diminish the individual's character and credibility. As a former player and current coach, mentoring many of these student athletes, what I want to do is be a voice for the student athletes. I want them to be treated with the respect and the dignity that they deserve. What I don't understand is how the NCAA, television networks, conferences, universities, and coaches can continue to pull in millions, and in some cases, billions of dollars in revenue off the efforts of college student-athletes across the country without providing enough opportunity to share in the ever-increasing revenues. Well, he's not lying, Myron Metcalf, but um, the timing is interesting. I will say that. And, you know, I, I... I think in this world, in this dynamic of college sports that we're in right now, I think it's just a matter of time until what Jim Harbaugh is saying actually comes true. Yeah, but where's the pool of money? And I think that, to me, is the challenge. Because if you say TV, universities, coaches, those are all separate pools of money. I think TV is the easy one, right? Like, don't make the schools do it. And I think you hear a lot of people advocating for that. But I didn't hear Harbaugh say, why don't we start with my $9 million a year salary? At the end of the day, I do think the players deserve uh, a cut of all the revenue attached to what they're doing, and that will be the next push. But I want to see how many coaches are going to say, well, part of the reason some of that money is unavailable is because we're making millions and millions. Will we change that? I don't know how many are taking a pay cut to make this happen. Yeah, and I I don't know that it's fair to just pin this all on television. Look, like, we're an entertainment company, okay? Like, do you know what the E and ESPN, Myron, stands for? It stands for entertainment. Is college football good? Is it entertaining? Everybody was flocking to go watch, you know, any game they could get their hands on for week zero, let alone what's going to be going on this weekend and the following weekend. Okay, so I think it is incumbent upon somebody, and I think that, we need a person. We need a commissioner. Yeah. We need someone to and, – and then that person can help decide, okay, because I don't think it's fair. Okay, you're in Michigan shoes. Should the third string running back get the, as much money as Blake Corum, who's in the mix for the Heisman Trophy this year, is going to get? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a hierarchy, right, that they're going to have to figure out. At the end of the day, though, I think NIL, because the general public doesn't necessarily understand it, Aaron, the conversation has been players are being paid. Well, who are they being paid by? Essentially, boosters and outside sponsors. The schools aren't writing checks, which is why it was so bizarre to me that schools and coaches weren't endorsing this from day one. Wait, we can have pay for play and it doesn't come out of the university's accounts? Great. But now they know that the players are going to move on to the next level, which is, wait a minute, there's some millions and millions of dollars we don't have access to, but we want that. 
I mean, I know a few university professors, Myron. You know what universities love? They love grant money. Because yeah, then no. they get to pay the professors without the dollars actually coming from them. That's yeah. that's a fantastic world to live in. It is. Right now, you know, they get to pay the players, or at least to say that the players are getting paid, but they're not the ones who are cutting the checks. I guess my one concern here, Myron, I'm, I'm worried about, you know, all the scholarships, volleyball, all these other sports, yeah. you know, from um, – you know, hunting and rifle to gymnastics to there are a lot of kids who are getting educations on on the idea of, you know, they're essentially funded by football and basketball programs, all of those yeah. scholarship programs. But I think, you know, those teams and those guys are actually in a better spot because now some of those quote unquote non-revenue sports, you know, you have gymnasts, you have baseball players, you have other folks in different sports, Aaron who are making NIL money in ways yeah. that they couldn't before. So, sure. you know, I don't know how you balance it all and how the schools maybe afford all this going forward. But yep. in terms of the individual student athlete, they yep. have more opportunities financially than they've ever had. Up next, Kentucky basketball coach John Calipari on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, it is cut day in the NFL, but we're about to talk to a guy who is most known for cutting down the nets, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You see what I did there, Myron? I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats is John Calipari. He joins us now on ESPN Radio. Coach, let's start here. Last month, we got word your team was hanging at Drake's house in Canada. So tell us, what about the house left the biggest impression on you and your guys? His collection of memorabilia off the chain. Like, give me a um, give me a breakdown. 
Well, he so you go into his gym, and it's it's got the OVO stuff, you know, and it's in midcourt. Uh, it's got a, a viewing deck on the top. It's you know, and then they said if you need to go to the bathroom, you go in that door right there, and they're double doors. And when you go out that hallway, is all his memorabilia, <laughs> and the memorabilia is in every sport. Um, you know, significant stuff from Canada and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of it players and you just keep going and it keeps going and it's keep going and you're just looking like what in the world? And then you, then they have a bathroom and a shower and it's, you know, it's like, it's really neat. That was the stuff. Now, let me just say this, the pool in the back, which was, looked like it was a hundred yards long and, uh, you know, that stuff and the cabanas and you know it's he just does it right and he when we called and i talked to him it, he was like okay i'm gonna have a chef there and we're gonna cook i'm gonna have a dj there we're gonna have this we're gonna have that you're playing there and and then he calls is everything okay come on <laughs> i mean now again i knew him before he was like drake drake you know like and and he hasn't changed he is the same guy and when he did the espies that's when i knew oh my goodness he is a superstar and uh you know and he is but he's still the same good guy you had a strong relationship with kobe and now with the mamba foundation what does kobe bryant and that foundation meant to you well you know vanessa um and natalia uh we did a clinic uh, a women's clinic and uh, to support them and what they do. And um, Natalia gave me a pair of the Kobe's that everybody wants. And I had her sign them for me. And, uh, you know, when we heard they wanted us to be one of those Mamba teams, we're not the only team, but we're one of them. Um, and it was special. I mean, to be able to honor he and Gigi, you know, I mean, he was great to me. I mean, I, I tell the story, was going to draft him, um, came in three times, and he was better every time I watched him. And everybody went crazy, ownership and stuff. You're, a, you're coming from college. You can't take a college guy, your first draft pick. And I said, let me just tell you, the only guy close to him is Kerry Kittles, and if he's not available, I'm taking him. And so Kerry was available, and he and I have a great relationship. He was a good player and played good. And and, and so I go to Lakers years later, and I, I'm out there and at a game, and I go in the training room after, and he's in there, and he sees me. He says, Cal, you'd still be coaching in the NBA if you drafted me. <laughs> and so he is uh, – so he's been, he's been really kind to me or had been kind to me over the years. It seems like with realignment, uh, coaches, there's so much uncertainty in collegiate sports. Is there a chance that the NCAA tournament changes or looks different with everything that's happening in college sports right now? Maybe down the road, but, you know, the one thing that everybody should protect would be that NCAA tournament and in, in the format that it's in right now. Um, I'm happy that I'm in the SEC and I'm happy I'm at Kentucky coaching basketball in the SEC. I mean, we've got us, our stuff's on sound footing. But I'm looking around everywhere else. You're like, whoa. And I, I come back to, I've said, you know, all 
when we talk name, image, and likeness, 10 years ago, I said the kids should own their signature, their picture, their name. Um, and I've said this about NCA stuff. If you're making a rule, the only thing you've got to ask is, is this good for the players? And if it is, then you're not making a mistake. And I would say with this realignment, the only thing they've got to figure out is travel and, and that kind of stuff. You know, how do you make sure they're not going two time zones, three time zones, twice or three times in a month? You can't do that to the young people. And that's in every sport. Um, you know, the, the thing with name, image, and likeness, we got to figure it out. It's got to be done better than it is right now. And it's got to be done better for the kids. And when I say that, that's without costing us the Olympic sports. Can't do that to the Olympic sports because we are training all future Olympians. And we want them to get gold. And it's not like they all go to Colorado Springs and they all train for two years. They train on our campus. And so, you know, um, we just, those are things that we can't just shove aside and say, well, that doesn't matter. It does. If you're going to do something and it's going to say we can only have six sports on the campus and that's it, it's defeating the purpose of what we do. Coach Cal with us on ESPN Radio. Uh, Coach, you mentioned NIL, the transfer portal. You've got now some experience with these things and how they actually work in practice. So how has the last year, if at all, changed how your program is adapting to the changing world of college sports? Well, you know, everybody was that one and done. I'll never do it. And, well, transfer portal's one and done. It's exactly the same, except the kid's older. I would tell you that uh, we had taken some graduate transfer. Nate Sestina, we we took. We took uh, 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 Reed Travis. I mean, so I've done that where they were graduate students, and we did it. So, And my best teams, to be honest, have been young teams, very talented, uh, a bunch of potential first-round draft picks, but the veterans were good too. And that's kind of what we got now. Um, and the, the next avenue may be Europe to, okay, uh, why not before? Because of the setup, the way it was, made it hard for us to get the very best players. I could get better players here in the United States. Now, let me tell you what's bothering me with the transfer portal. 1,800 kids put their name in. 800 do not have scholarships. So they had scholarships. Now they don't. Um, 700 and some of those were freshmen. 48% of those don't have scholarships. You have college teams holding back scholarships for transfers. So now all of a sudden, inst- you're, you're, you're 350 to 500 high school kids are not having a scholarship Division One because the coaches hold them. And so, I mean, it's got to be better than this. We've got to be able to do it. They could still transfer without penalty once. And my suggestion has been, let's go back to the way it was, five years to play for. So you want to transfer? You can. But the second time, you got to play that fifth year. You get an injury, you got to play the fifth year. You want a redshirt, you play the fifth year. And the only bonus would be if you go to a school and stay all four years yeah. Your fifth year at that school, we give you a fifth year to play. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, no one listens to me. My, if I call my dog, he runs the other way. But I just say <laughs> that's a simple way of us curing 
half of the issues we have. Name, image, and likeness with freshmen aren't as bad with transfers. Why would a kid want to stay in school and be 27 and still playing? Why is that? Because he loves going to class? No. He just loves it? Yeah, he's name, image, and likeness. Right. And that's, you know, so we don't need 27 and 28-year-olds playing against 18-year-olds. We just don't. Uh, got about 10 seconds, Coach. DJ wagner Dewan is that the first father-son combo you've coached? No. I got uh, Adu Thierro, and I had Omami Thierro. Oh. So that's, that's the second. And I'm hoping <laughs> to get another one next year. So I got another one, which would be the same. And and uh, so, yeah, that, that only says I've been doing this a long time. I know. Before I coach. started real young. Let me just say this. I started real young. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> you, Coach. That's John Calipari. More next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.